Hobbies and interests are something we all have. Whether we act on them as much as we want or not is not the question. The question is, what do we even get out of them? Why are we drawn to certain hobbies and interests more than others? Is it just a trivial pursuit, passing time, a distraction perhaps? Or is there something more meaningful out of them? Is there something we get out of them? Is there such a thing as too much of something, of a hobby? Too little? Helpful? Unhelpful? What kind of balance should there be? All these questions are something we're going to talk about today, and we hope you join us for the ride. Welcome to Mental Filter. Welcome, everybody, to our first episode of Mental Filter. My name is Shmuel Fischler, and I am sitting and talking with my good friend and colleague, Dr. Andrew Santinello, otherwise known as Dr. Andy, and he'll be able to introduce himself. So this is the first episode, like I said, Mental Filter, and our objective is, our goal is to be able to talk like you would talk about everything and anything from sports to comedy to current events, all through the lens of mental health and through the lens of a mental health professional. Thank you for being along for the ride. So I professionally, I am a licensed clinical social worker and I own and run a practice just north of Baltimore. And I'm just grateful to be able to share and talk with friends and colleagues about all sorts of topics. And it's just super important that we make the talk about these things and about mental health, just sort of part of the vernacular and not such a big deal. So Andy, thank you for being here. Please introduce yourself briefly to those who are listening. Sure. So the only other person recently to call me Andrew has been my grandmother and she passed away when I was uh, 22. So that's kind of cool. So I am, I'm doing it in her memory, <laughs> uh, you know. I appreciate that. <laughs> Channeling Grandma Santanello. That's great. Um, yeah. So hello, I'm Andy Santanello. Uh, I am a clinical psychologist, um, also in private practice in the community. Um, have a History of working for the the VA, worked for the, uh, at the for the Veterans uh, Health Administration for about ten years, um, so about three or four years ago, um, and I've been working for a nonprofit uh, training um, therapist to work with service members. I am not allowed to mention the name of the nonprofit um, at this point, but uh, <laughs> you can probably figure it out if you Google me. <laughs> yeah, there's eyes and ears everywhere, so there are <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> So and, you know, another time we could talk about we could talk about that yeah. our, our conspiracy theory uh, episode. Yes. <laughs> so our topic of the day, our topic of this uh, first wonderful episode, is is something that's not necessarily talked about a whole lot, and I just think it's a cool, fun topic. And not only that, but I think it's a meaningful topic. And we are going to talk a little bit about hobbies. Yeah. About uh, enjoyable pursuits, things we do on the side, things that are done for enjoyment to pass the time that interest us, but are not necessarily our, our primary. Uh, and there's so much, it's so rich and there's so much to talk about. So let's, let's just jump right in. I know, let's, let's actually start with you because I know this. Okay. And I think it's a cool hobby. Um, yeah, well, you share, you tell everyone what one, at least one. Of yeah, well, so I mean, you know, 
you probably haven't thought about the fact that um, maybe that your your therapist is a person, and besides doing therapy, they have other things going on. And um, you you're know, telling it's, me, you're telling me that therapists are people too. <laughs> well, I can't I can't vouch for all therapists. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're a person, and I'm pretty sure I'm a person. Um, so yeah, well, um, it's important to have just like you know in any other profession, it's important to have. Uh, things outside of your work that are meaningful and fun to you. And so uh, one of the things that I do and I've, I've been doing for a little while now is homebrewing, homebrewing beer. So when people think, everyone who's listening, instead of Sam Adams, just think <laughs> Andy Centinella. Right. You know, well, rolls off the tongue. I mean, the, the brewery name, like we've like messed around. So I brew with a good friend of mine named Brett, um, who's an accountant. Um, and uh, it's it's kind of interesting because he's very sort of he's he has an accountant's mind, so he's really good at uh, consistency and and sort of you know making sure we have the right measurements and all that. And you know I'm very creative in the process. I'm like, oh, let's try this hop or that hop. And but we've thrown around lots of names for the brewery. So I the when I brew by myself, uh, I think I've settled on Andy's Agreeable Ales. Nice, I like it. And. Uh, so we're still working on the name for our, our homebrew club, but um, I used to play hockey. So that's another hobby um, I used to have. It's not quite compatible with a career that involve you know, requires you to use your brain, um, you know, so, <laughs> so I decided not to do that. But our hockey team was named the Beer League Heroes. So we thought maybe we'd be the Beer League Brewers. But yeah, we haven't figured out quite the name yet. Oh, nice. but, uh, Beer League Brewers. The problem is, is that I'm a Cubs fan and that just wouldn't jive with me. Oh, uh, right. I, I just thought I about that. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd probably get sued by the, the Brewers if we ever went, you know. Um, <laughs> and actually, but, what I love, uh, actually, what I love about what you just said, like, you know, your friend, what is it? You said Brett? Brett, yeah. Brett. So Brett's an accountant. Now, of course, right, the natural pairing of an accounting is brewing. <laughs> but no, that's not the first thing that comes to mind. But that's what's awesome about it. You can have a, you know, like two very, very different hats. And you can be one thing uh, in, in your, at your job. And you could be another thing, uh, do something else that you love and are passionate about. He can be an accountant by day and a brewer by night. He's a superhero. <laughs> super super brewer he kind of is <laughs> super brewer at night and you know and it's i also have this observation um i'm sure it's in a, in a lot of uh areas and arenas but i find this when it comes to sports playing and maybe you played hockey and i, mm -hmm. I play sports recreationally myself it's mm -hmm. amazing some people what do you play i play oh so what i play so tell so i i mean i love love football um the, really the, i love football basketball softball can you dunk um i am a 38 year old white man of course i can dunk <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one of one one of my favorite movies white men can jump uh -huh. and actually this year i in the, i don't know if you saw it but in the in the slam dunk contest which was just this past saturday night um one uh, i forgot i forgot the player's name he p he uh, paid tribute to White Men Can't Jump. He was a white player. And oh, that's right. Pressed, I saw that. Pressed. Yeah. I was, cr I was cracking up. It was great. <laughs> um, but actually, in the last several years, it's already been a while, I played a little bit as a kid in like camp or something. Mm -hmm. and then when I moved to the area, I started playing, and now I really look forward to it as often as I can. I play Ultimate Frisbee. Oh, wow. Cool. 
And ultimate frisbee is just it's 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 just super fun and it has the competitive edge to it, but not to the point where it's like okay, win or you know it's either win or lose, and it's like it has enough com- competition, but also it's just it's just a lot of fun and it's awesome exercise because you don't stop moving. Have you ever played uh, disc golf? Don't call it frisbee golf, by the way. It's disc <laughs> golf. Um, I have tried, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and you know, if I've gone to a state park, they have you know a lot of the state uh-huh. parks have they have courses. Um, does it count if I've watched like YouTube videos? No, that doesn't count. You have to get out there. I, you know what I played actually? Not too far from us. We're in we're in Maryland. If it, you guys didn't pick that up by now, um, not too far there is foot golf, and I once went in foot foot golf. Is that like football, like soccer golf or something? It, it is a soccer ball, and it is holes that fit a soccer ball, and but, <laughs> you're, on, but you're on a golf course. That's kind of cool. Like, you know, a par three and you're kicking the ball um, to to get it in the hole. It's fun. (laughs) It's fun. It's fun. Now, mind you that the day that I played was the day, how many years ago was it? When we had the solar eclipse or Mm. lunar eclipse? What was it? Was it the They were giving out all those sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was that day and it was super, super hot. Um. So yeah, but that was a lot of fun. So anyway, back to what I was saying. Are you, sh- are you sure that you actually played? Because it might have been like a heat stroke hallucination or something. Well, more and more. I don't even know what's real anymore. So <laughs> might, we might be in the matrix right now. It might be. So listen, well, we're just going to roll with it. But we I'm don't. sorry. I interrupted you. You were going to ask me a question. All right. No, I was going to I was going to point that on the sports field. I think it comes out even more where you could, where so, there's like a totally different personality. Mm, you know, people um, who are so gentle and kind and very proper, and then you put them on, on the basketball court or football, and it's like, oh my, what happened to you? It's like you, you unleash this, this monster, and they don't even really mean it, but I mean, if you don't know them any better, you'd say, what's, you know, what's wrong with this person? They're like, they're, they're unleashing. It's interesting, though, what it could bring out in someone. It's true. I've seen it myself playing hockey. Yeah. Ne- never me though. Never me. Never, you know, never lost my temper. Yeah, for sure. So like you said, hobbies, hobbies are certainly important. There's yeah. So many benefits and not even from, you know, we could talk about, you know, we're both, we're both professionals, clinicians, and we could talk clinically, but even not like, you know, officially clinically, there's just so many benefits to being able to have something to do. That's not, it's not part of your regular responsibilities. Mm-hmm. It's on your own terms. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's I, so, I mean, the way I think about hobbies, uh, it, 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 we don't really have a good name for it because hobby just sounds like a thing you do with your abundance of free time, um, you know, and not everybody has that, uh, yeah. you know. To, to me, these are opportunities to do meaningful and or pleasurable or needed needed like mental health and physical health activities that like have to be in your life. Um, you know, so we all have things that are important and meaningful to us. And, you know, I think you can probably relate to the shmuel. We don't always get those, those things out of our nine to five. We don't always get it out of our relationships. Um, we don't always get it out of our sort of day-to-day activities, you know? Um, and that doesn't mean those things aren't important and, and generally good. But, you know, there's, there's just some things that you have to make special time for or else you don't get to scratch those itches, if, if you know what I mean. 
Definitely, definitely those. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, of course, definitely not to underestimate hobbies. You're right. I think it, the, the word has that connotation where it's just like, yeah, you know, it's a luxury. It's a, it's a, it's a cherry on top. And I mean, I, I guess in some respects it's, it's a luxury, but there's a lot more to it than just doing something for fun. Right. Even, even physically, neurologically, when you have a, another thing that I, I just like to do is, is like to tap into the creative side of me, mm-hmm. so something like we're doing today, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're hopping on a, on a podcast and we're talking and, um, but I like, I like to create. So whether it's, um, writing or drawing, it's not a question of being good. It's a question of just tapping into this other, other part. Yeah, like the doing of it. It's, it's not so much the outcome, but the doing of it. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and neurologically, it, it taps into different parts of the brain. I can have a nine to five or a nine to nine for some people. <laughs> and you can, you know, you're very much doing the same thing and you're, you're using certain parts of your brain and that's great. But there's this whole other side, which is not being tapped into, which is very beneficial and very important. And you, you just, I, I can speak for myself. You just feel different. It's a different sense of enjoyment and, and meaningful activity when you're able to tap into this other part that you don't necessarily get to do all the time. Well, I think that's absolutely true. When I'm uh, designing a recipe or I'm on a brew day, you know, there's a lot of that goes into it that is, that's different. You know, like uh, I have to think differently. So there's actually a lot of uh, physics and organic chemistry and even just lifting an exercise that I wouldn't necessarily do um, on a, you know, with other activities. Um, there's also a social aspect to it. You know, when I'm with my buddies brewing, we, we have conversations, not just about brewing, but other things that are important to us. So it's, you know, carving out that time to really, you know, talk about some things. Um, so like, I think that's another really actually, actually very important part of this is I was actually thinking about all my activities and hobbies today you know, as I was getting ready to do this um, podcast with you and almost every one of them has some sort of social element to it. Um, You know, and, and actually most of my hobbies are with different people, you know Um, there's some overlap, but it's, it's also kind of a way for me to, to sort of stay in touch with my social network and sort of maintain and build those relationships. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's instead of sometimes we have like tunnel vision when we looking we're looking at something to do and if someone would say suggest hey how about you know try something I don't know crossword puzzles or whatever it is quilting crochet I don't know (laughs) whatever you like doing and it's instead of looking at it a very frontal direct way well I don't know if I really enjoy that looking at it as a broader way there's some other sort of not I don't mean secondary but we'll call it secondary benefits where there's this social aspect to it and I I find myself um, with clients and with other people and maybe I'm curious what you think is I think probably the biggest predictor because when we're talking, we're working with people, um, whether it's in our office or just in our personal lives, who perhaps are struggling a little bit socially. I think that one, uh, I don't have research behind me, um, but anecdotally, I think the biggest predictor for being able to develop friendships and relationships in general, I use the word proximity. I find myself using mm-hmm. the word proximity all the time. And what I mean by that is, is that find something that you enjoy or curious about It's another thing is like people sometimes won't pursue it unless like, I know I'm going to like it, or I know this is what I want to do and I'm going to be good at it. No, let's be 
let's be curious, let's experiment. There's so many benefits just by doing that experiment. But by by being in proximity of people, so whether it's a hobby, whether it's being in a neighborhood, whether it's being some part of a, a community center or religious center, and just the fact that you're together and part and in proximity, then over time what happens is you develop relationship. So there's no question to me that there's a major social benefit aside from the activity itself. There's this whole other major benefit which helps, which, which impacts our mental health, which is the social. Social connection is one of the basic needs that we all have and all need, and it makes us feel good when we feel connected. So yeah, totally agree. Well, have you kind of found that out or found that in your experience that there have been maybe some times where you didn't necessarily want to go do a specific thing? Like, you know, you didn't really want to go do the, you weren't super into the, what was it? The soccer golf? What did you call it? Yeah. Foot golf. Foot golf. You weren't like, oh, I'm just dying to go do foot golf, but you went and it wound up being, maybe you still don't love it, but like it was a way to sort of disconnect with people or did you meet some new people that maybe you... Like, did it work that way for you? I think it's more like hindsight, you know, like you, you just said oh, okay. minutes yeah. ago about you realize how many things are, are socially oriented mm. there. You know, if I would think about it, there's so many things that connect me and I have so many different circles of friends from like different points in my life. And, you know, I have this circle, which is like, we're all sports fans or Chicago sports fans. And this circle is we went to this school together. And then this is, you know, we play ultimate together and this one, we do this together and this, mm-hmm. and there's, you're right. There is such a, a social component throughout the, the, you know, through a thread throughout all of them. Now there's certain things that I also like to do myself and it's just like, it's cathartic for me. It's enjoyable. Right. You know, if I'm writing or have this random, random idea pop into my head that I want to try to develop or write a poem or whatever it is. Um, there are things that I like to do myself too, but I think it's like more in hindsight for me. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, How about I, you? Prob- I don't know if I, yeah, I'm trying to think like, I don't know if like it, ever I intentionally went to do an activity simply to, to meet new people, but it has worked out that way. And I think maybe over time, I've kind of just had that in my, my mind that this, even if I'm not gung ho about a specific thing, like it's probably a good idea for me to, to go to maintain those relationships or, you know, maybe connect with some new people. And, and something, and we don't, we, we are, are blessed, I guess, is that you only realize how blessed you are when you work with people or find, uh, my, my mother always had on our refrigerator growing up that, Nobody knows what they have until they don't have it. Hmm. Uh, well, she was referring to like, you know, cleaning the dishes and doing the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's, it's, you know, it's true. So we have, I don't even really think about how much incorporated in my life is already those things where I get to do something enjoyable or hang out with friends or family hmm. or whatever it is and spend time with them. Um, yeah. And, and even, I don't know if you, you saw this, this story a little while ago. Um, again, connected to sports. And I thought this was fascinating. I believe this gentleman was in Florida and he is a recovering alcoholic, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, hit a lot of lows through his time of recovery. I mean, to the point which is unfortunately not that unusual to really alienate himself from family and friends and, you know, with uh, with addiction sort of, you know, taking advantage of 
their relationships to the point where he was pretty much alone. Um, and somehow along the way in his recovery, someone uh, suggested or it came up about getting involved with uh, fantasy sports. I think it was fantasy football. Hmm. And it was sort of just like a, a, a random passing thought. And he started doing it. And I mean, we can sit here and talk about how, you know, maybe it tapped into different parts of his brain that kept him busy and trying, you know, if you're really into it, it, it could, you know, keep you occupied and algorithms and who you want and what trades you're going to make and, all, you know, being busy and then perhaps not being thinking about other things or not being stuck with, you know, free time for a lot of people is a really dangerous thing. Too much free time is, is not your friend typically. So long story short is, is that he got into it and he feels like it saved his life. I mean, it really kept him focused and busy and occupied and to the point where he ended up bringing it to his AA group and they made a whole league in the <laughs> AA group and they are super into it. And they're all, you know, it, it creates, I guess, you know, this is a hobby, right? We could say it's a hobby. It's a passion. Maybe passion is better is, is, is a better word for. Well, I, I don't, I mean, it could be, but like, the, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that it's great if you have a passion, but I am, um, you know, I know that, there are things that I do as a hobby that um, I don't always honestly feel like doing. I just know that they're good for me to do. And then if I get started and involved with it, I'm going to feel better. Um, so, you know, I will I have the other thing about, I think hobbies are that they kind of um, have helped me to be a little bit more thoughtful about my schedule. I know that um, like if I'm, if I'm in one of those sort of downswings with my mood, been particularly stressful at work or I've just got a lot of stuff going on like it's been like that for me this winter just uh I don't know I just the older I get the more the rainy winters just don't agree with me and I've had a a number of things going on where I just felt like um I was sort of losing a bit a bit of control over some things and some stress like th this is a time where I've been especially disciplined in making sure uh, that I schedule things that I know that it once, hopefully once I get involved in, I'm going to start to feel like I enjoy them um, or have accomplished something. Um, and so, I mean, I guess you could say there are passions, but I don't always feel passionate about doing them. I just know that like these are important for me to do in addition to the stuff I have to do. Right. If that makes any sense. Right. I, you know, yeah, I guess. I mean, so it, could, it could be a little, you know, semantics. I mean, passion, I mean, it's a little bit of a trap word because, you know, people, fall into the belief that you need to have this like really strong passion and that can be a barrier you know yeah it could be a barrier right right and it's something could be a, a hobby but not a passion and i could enjoy yeah. it and i think as you were talking it, it feels like um there's a little bit of a crossover with maybe hobbies and self-care i yeah i really don't see a distinction between the two and and that's kind of kind of what i hope we're able to communicate a little bit here today like this is I mean, you know, I think of hobbies as self-care and as sort of not optional because, you know, thinking about the same way as the things that you would do to maintain your, your physical health, you know, having activities that you do either by yourself or with other people that give you a sense of meaning and also a sense of pleasure can be lifesavers, you know? Um, and in right. fact, you know, uh, those those types of activities for folks who are uh, who have a history of depression, for example, 
and, and maintaining a consistent schedule and doing those things really can be lifesavers, you know? Right. And, and a lot, a lot that informs that if, if people follow through on a hobby or a passion or an interest, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever word you're using is um, our beliefs about it. Right. So I can, I can even hear someone right now. I can, I can hear someone saying to me how, Oh, come on. I have more important things to do. Okay. I have priorities. I can't sit here and play games. Okay. Life is not about games. Okay. We got to do, we got to do, you want to be successful. You got to do, you got to work. You got to, you, you, you got to hustle. Okay. Uh, not going to just No, you that. need to go play foot golf. That's what you need to do. You need to, the secret to, to it, this, this is really, we, we should probably disclose that we are representatives from the foot golf association of America. <laughs> the FGAA. Right. We have to do our disclaimers, right? Right. We've been reimbursed by the, the national foot golf association. Them too. So we got the FGAA and the NGA. Uh, what? Oh, okay. We've so got all the, we've got all the endorsements. So it's, yeah, there's no, I think it's the, the belief it's some of the beliefs are about it. Are they important? Which is what, again, what we're trying to, to share is, is that it, it's, it, it's not just, the luxury, it's, I think it bleeds over and, and is so beneficial for other things. So when someone says, I don't have time for it, I, mm-hmm. I don't have time. I get it. People are super busy. Yeah. But approaching it not from an all or nothing perspective, you could do something. Yeah, just a little be, bit. It, it, it could be a couple minutes. You can, it's any. I got a great technique for figuring that out. Like where the space is. Go ahead. I don't, I don't know if you want to hear it. I think it's great. You tell me if it's well, great. Whether I want to hear it or not. We're gonna <laughs> I'm going to say it. <laughs> yeah, well, so like activity monitoring is sort of a nice way to start to figure out if you really do have time or if you don't have time, like what you'd be willing to give up. So, you know, spending a week and at the end of every day, you know, roughly kind of accounting for how you're spending every hour of the day. So just kind of get a calendar and go through and just, you know, eight to nine, spent an hour, you know, whatever, um, worked from nine to, to five. Where are those little spaces in the day? And then a lot of times what, when I've had clients do this and when I do this, especially when I'm in one of those periods where it doesn't feel like things are going great, what I usually find is that I'm spending a lot of time doing things that are not giving me much of a sense of pleasure or mastery. And so those things usually look like I'm busy. So there'll be like stuff like work, you know, which is um, obviously got to, got to work, but then I'll have a lot of time where, what's that? Got to pay them bills. Yeah. Well, I mean, life is full of choices. You don't have to, but you know, (laughs) Um, but I also noticed that like, I'll be spending like 15 hours maybe that, maybe not that many, but like a lot of time during the week. Yeah. I mean, it could be 15 hours, like watching TV at night. Like I'll get home and just turn the TV on for two hours and go to bed. And, you know, I start to think like, I don't really enjoy that, you know, unless it's a really good show, but often it's like reruns of like SVU (laughs) or ER, you know, I'm just kind of, (laughs) come on, let's the word, this is a safe space. I love Lucy. I'm not ready to, to, to be that vulnerable yet. Well, I love Lucy's not even, I guess should have thought of something even better than that. Well, you know, I mean, our, we're, we're not judging out there. All the people who love I Love Lucy, we are not. I mean, we are going for like the, the like the, you know, the 80 to 90 year old demographic. That's what we're going for. <laughs> you know, that's, um, 
Because we also know those are the folks who are going to be super into to soccer golf, right? Um, yeah, but like, you know, I'll notice that I'm spending a lot of time doing stuff like watching TV, which is just really kind of wasting time. Um, so those places where you're busy but not really doing something that's actually giving you a sense of meaning and purpose, those might be a little bit easier to sort of give up and try something else than, um, you, know, uh, you know, obviously, you know, if you have to work, you're not going to work and stuff like that. So that, that's kind of a, I don't know, it's a technique that I I've sometimes found helpful, just spending some time accounting for how you actually spend your time. Sure. It's, seeing- it's, it's a way, I think, I know I'm jumping in. It's a way, it's a way to really look ourselves in the mirror. You mm-hmm. gotta be, we can be honest with ourselves. Okay. We are so good at creatively and logically wiggling out of things. So let's, you know, let's call a spade a spade. I don't really have time. I don't, it's fine if you want to say that, if you want to say you don't want to do it and you choose, like you said before, we all have choices. I mean, there's consequences of choices. So, right, not paying your bills and, and all that and not paying your taxes and um, definitely choices. But just just be straight with yourself. Be honest with yourself. And to say not have time, this is what, you know, what the technique you're talking about is a way to really take real inventory of what my days and my weeks actually look like. Right. And if you want to make that choice of, you know, watching TV, but don't sit here and pretend, be honest with yourself. Well, it helps you make an informed choice. Right. Right. You know, because like, I, I think it's probably not inaccurate when somebody says, I don't have time. I mean, we spend all our waking hours doing something. Like the idea of free time is is kind of silly because we we're always doing something, even if we're doing like nothing. So when you ask your mind to go and think about, okay, where do I have time to do X, Y, and Z? It's going to say, oh, well, I got, you know, I got two hours of SVU reruns. So I need to do that. Like, you know, so being, make it being informed about like, really, is this what you want to be doing with your life? Um, I mean, it sounds like such a silly, maybe simple academic exercise to go through and write down your activities, but really it can be, it can be very powerful. You can start to notice that you're wasting a lot of time that you want to maybe put into something else. Right. And like we said, there's so many other benefits. We don't even have time to go through all of them. I mean, some, some that come to mind and, and things that I've had people tell me and myself is just the fact of mastery uh, over something, creation. So creativity, right, comes from creation. And so the fact when you complete something, even if it, uh, uh, I, I had someone I know who got into woodworking recently and he <laughs> created like a box. <laughs> and it was like, I, I can't use the word that he said to, to call the box, but <laughs> starts with an S ends with a T um, and, and, um, but, but he made something and he secret secret. It was a secret box. Yeah, exactly. Secret box. (laughs) I did not say how many letters was in it. Oh, okay. So yeah, just, just creating something and, and just, I tell it just, and frustration tolerance (laughs) too. Like when you're, when you're being, being okay, failing. Right. So when you, when I, when I back, I, I play ultimate, right? So the first time I was playing, like, you know, I compared to what everyone else was doing, mm-hmm. I, it was, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. It was like, it, it was frustrating. Just sort of like sticking with it 
and and you know going with it now the other thing is and and you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap up soon if anyone's uh, attention span is still there i'm you know I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're, we are flattered that's great um i know my attention span sort of you know wanes after a little bit um is sort of i guess maybe caution I, these things are great and you should pursue them with like some balance um and as long as i don't it's interesting. Like I've always wanted to interview. Are you afraid? Are you are you worried that people are gonna like play too much soccer golf now? Is that? I think they. I think they. Yes, I think people might get obsessed with uh, foot golf and foot we're, golf. Have, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a problem. We're gonna it. lose our endorsement. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> if we haven't lost it already. And and you know what's gonna happen is is that there's gonna be you know the real golfers are gonna be really upset at us because. They're gonna, you know, the foot golfers are gonna be storming, storming the greens. So, and you, you just definitely sealed it because you essentially, basically said that uh, foot golfers are not real golfers. So, I mean, the truth is, I've, I, he hasn't responded yet, but I've recommended to Tiger that if his, you know, if his, you know, if his body starts to fail and his, his upper body, he can always, you know, we'll pay him the fees to, you know, to go on tour with us. <laughs> you know, foot golf. He, his feet, his legs are probably going to last longer than you know. He doesn't have to swing. He just has to kick the ball. It's, yeah. you know, so much easier. He knows the scoring. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So I've, I've always wanted to actually talk to a professional sports player how it changes once it becomes a job. Mm. So, which yeah. is a whole other topic, which we can't even talk about. But my point is of, of bringing that up is is that as long as the the hobby sort of stays a hobby it doesn't have to be doesn't doesn't have to become like obsessive and doesn't have to be like this all or nothing and because the problem with that is, is that if i uh need to do something all the way and you know whether i collect things or i do things i need to do it perfectly do it because i think you've used this word before of its values it's connected with your value do it because this is something that means something to you and you enjoy nothing more nothing less and you know, not to have it like get out of hand where it becomes more obsessive or and it feels like a task and a responsibility. Yeah. Just be right there in the sweet spot of doing something that you like and enjoy. I, I think that's a good point. Like I can just think of I actually took a break from brewing uh for about three or four months this year because it was starting to be like that for me. Um I just wasn't enjoying it. I was getting up in my head about like, you know, one of the, the beer to come out a certain way. And if it didn't, I was going to be upset and angry. And I remember I had a, you know, um, five gallons of beer that I had to package, I had to put into cans. And uh, I was just angry the whole time. I was like, I don't want to do this. And, and I had to step back and say, okay, well, why am I doing this? I don't have to do it. Like, so I stepped away for a little bit and I'm, you know, I'm back to it now but I think that's a really important point. You know, we get into habits around things and then if we lose touch with what those activities are about and they start to become about just, we do it out of habit, then it's probably time to, you know, get a new hobby for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I like that. That's a good way. And it's a good way to, to, to wrap this up, wrap this up. I know you and I can really talk for hours. Um, if anyone wants to share with us, we're going to be continue doing this whether it's Andy and myself, I have a whole lineup of people in so many different areas of life that we're going to talk about things through the lens of mental health, comedy, sports, uh, like I said, current events, academia. If you have ideas, 
you can share with us. Right now, the best way to share is info at cbtbaltimore.com. I will get that as time goes on and we will have our own mental filter uh, avenue to reach us. You, uh, I can speak for CBT Baltimore that you can find us on all social media. Uh, Andy, if someone wants to find Andy, how could they reach you? Yeah, so you can find me through my website, which is santanellopsych.com. So S-A-N-T-A-N-E-L-L-O psych.com. Um, yeah, and uh, on there I got a contact me uh, little tab so you can shoot me an email. Um, and then my email address is just info at santanellopsych.com. So yeah. Awesome. And if someone wants to share anything about, about hobbies, we would love to hear or other topics. So thank you so much for listening. Until next time, have a great day. See you, everybody.